I was, I'm a little bit late today, only by a couple minutes, and I was actually hoping that you would make a comment about me being late so I could withhold the Danish from you. <laughs> um, but I didn't, so I got a Danish. Also, I know, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I did bring jello shots today. We discussed that in the last episode. Whoa, why are you jumping the gun? Because I just, I want to, I want to make sure that you are aware that if you make even one single jello smacking sound into the microphone, I will leave. I will get up and I will leave. Why is that? Why do you need to talk about that right now? Just It's just I need to set a precedent. We're a professional outfit now. That is true. We got Mike on the mic tonight. Yeah. We have a new engineer today. It's Caleb 3. Caleb 3. What was the, what was the third? Because before we had, we had oh, Caleb the Squeakwall. Yeah. So I guess this is Caleb. What was the third movie? Wasn't it like... Chipwrecked? <laughs> I think it might have been. I think it was Chipwrecked. Wow, you just I pulled th- that out like you didn't know exactly what it was. I didn't. I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, why don't you try to slurp down that jello shot without making a sound? Did I make a sound? It was close. Mm. Only the li- please, listeners, please call in. Yeah, these were these were supposed to be sparkling jello shots, but they they're not. I don't know. You'll have to taste it and tell me if you can taste taste the sparkles. All right. Well, since we're going out of order, let's just do what are we drinking in, in its entirety? Yeah. What are you drinking? Paloma. Baby. Yeah, I know. We know it's not a surprise. Paloma. We know what to expect from you, and we love you. Oh, sweet. I, as I said already, made jello shots. Last time you made it, you substituted all water for vodka. Did you not? No, I didn't. You're supposed to use two cups of hot water, boiling water, and then you use two cups of cold water. Yeah. Because uh, it's science. Um, I make jello every Thanksgiving. You think yeah. I don't know this? Last time I did half a cup of. No, I used like a bottle of vodka. Yeah, and then you sucked it all down. Yeah. Well, it sneaks up on you. It sneaks up on you <laughs> when it's jello. Yeah. Um, so we... We're out of order. We're out of order. Um, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed because we got a lot of questions. We have to talk about updates with ourselves. We can't just go into the topic. Okay. My goodness uh, gracious. How how you been? He's What's all- up with you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Can I tell you about the ordeal that I had before I came here uh-huh. tonight? My boyfriend Jason and I are thinking about getting a new mattress. <laughs> okay. That's how this story starts. That is quite the update. What do you have now? Don't you have a Casper? We have a Casper. It's a full-sized Casper. It was a free Casper. Throwing away a a free mattress just it hurts. It's also like what do you do with a mattress? Right, I can't just like put it in all the storage that i yeah. have yeah and you can't just put it on the street no you can't you just got to put it in a bag everybody knows that yeah can you will people will somebody take it away yeah okay what do you th- yeah i don't know i just i'm always uncomfortable when i see a mattress on the side of the road that sounds like a personal problem i just assume somebody died on it can i tell my story yeah so we go jason loves anything swedish and to be fair so do i but it's fully driven by jason's love of all things swedish where where's he from? Like where are his family roots? Uh just 
Anglo. Okay. <laughs> has he not? Has he not done a a little test? No. Uh. No. He ha- he hasn't. He should. I know. I know. I did it. It's gonna be a bunch of. It's just gonna be a bunch of whiteness. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Can I please finish the story? If you want. Okay. So we went to this Swedish <laughs> uh, mattress store. So the mattress store has mattresses and also like bedding and stuff. He'd been talking about it for a long time. We're finally talking about getting a mattress. We go to this store. I walk in. He's not there yet. And I'm immediately like swarmed by all these like salespeople. Jason arrives. This woman takes us around. We lay down on a bunch of mattresses. She gives us a whole spiel of how all these mattresses are made with like horse hair. She shows us like a cross section of the of the mattress. It's like three feet of horse hair. That's a thick mattress. I know it's really thick. And uh, so we're lying on them. Uh, I I'm trying to imagine myself like sleeping every night on this mattress. It's fine. I'm not like blown away by it. Uh, but I I'm into it. And uh, so we start talking numbers. We're not trying to buy anything today. We're just feeling it out. But we're like, uh, th- this woman was like, well, the one that you are most interested in, we actually have, it's being discontinued. Um, so there's one left and it's 30% off. And we're it's like, a red flag. I mean, whatever. It's being discontinued. I know. That was kind of weird. But I <laughs> Did was, you ask why or did you just No, she, she, it was that? just like they were moving on to the next model. It's like an old. It's like a car from 2018. They're getting rid of them so they can make room for 2019. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know why? Why? Because I asked how much the 30% off mattress was, and she said (laughs) (laughs) $28,000. She looked me dead in the face with a straight face and said, this mattress is on sale for $28,000. 30% off. Can you do that math real quick? Well, she said it's originally 40. That's like, that's crazy. Absolutely um, insane. And I said immediately, we should go. <laughs> and we went. Oh, that's. Can you imagine paying $40,000 for a mattress? I mean, I can, but only because I got, when I was getting my mattress, I got real deep into like the luxury mattress underground. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Mattresses get really expensive, and I can't imagine why. I mean, sure, spend money on a mattress because you're sleeping on it every night. But this woman started saying 28, and in that millisecond before she said 1,000, I assumed she was going to say 100. And you're and, like, that's I, out of my place, Yeah, right? I was like, that's expensive. <laughs> I also have cran- chronic, chronic, chronic back problems, so maybe I should be getting like yeah, a $40,000 mattress. Maybe, but this thing, this was a this If was they want to sponsor us and send us mattresses, no. <laughs> Kristen will fully reverse her. No. I knocked every mattress over on my way out of there. Oh, <laughs> this is gross. You don't like it? I mean, it's jello. I don't. I like mean, jello. you're not supposed to be eating like dainty little spoonfuls of it. I, it's supp- it's supposed to like not touch any part of your mouth as it like goes an down. oyster. Yeah. Oh, why didn't you say so? I well, I assumed that you knew how to eat jello. Like, I can't I can't anyone do it. over the age of two? I can't. I can't do it. First of all, this is not how children eat jello. Yeah. That's not how children. They don't swallow it like an oyster because <laughs> they're not. It's not filled with poison. Do you not? Do you not feed your children oysters? My children. Yeah, your babies. So you can ask me about how I am. Um. Yeah. Anything? Any updates in the in the past week? We were here None. a week ago. I have done nothing since since we last recorded. You going to talk about my my gracious invitation that I've ex- extended to you? Oh yeah. 
I don't know how to tell this in a way that will be interesting to anyone, <laughs> but Kristen's uh, family house is in Connecticut, and I guess her parents are going to be away, so we're going to throw a rager. My parents live in Connecticut. They're in New Hampshire for this week. Jason is going away this weekend. He's actually going to Iceland. Jason's going to be away. I was going to be alone for the weekend, and I thought, let me get out to the country <laughs> where there's an empty house and a backyard for my dog to run around in, and then I thought... There are malls in Connecticut, and Jay- or not Jason, Adam loves a mall food court pretzel. I do. So we're going to go to the Stanford Mall, and we're going to get some pretzels. And they're hard to get. Like, Good ones are hard to get. I mean, it's a chain. Remember when you got one that didn't have any seasoning that was not, on That it? was not – oh. <laughs> that was in an airport. That was in an airport. That was – it had seasoning on it, but only like one little inch. Yeah, that's my point. I don't know point. what she did. But if I want a pretzel in the city, I have to go to Macy's. But yeah, there is. Kristen has a car. She's going to drive me to the pretzel place in Connecticut, and then I'm going to turn right around and come home. (laughs) So what are we doing today? What are we doing today? It's an advice episode. It's an advice show. Which I think might be our our third one. This is our third advice show. Adam asked all of you. Yeah, these are are all questions I solicited. Mm -hmm. So they're like mostly for me. There are a lot (laughs) that are just directed at you, which makes sense. But they hurt my feelings. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I I asked you guys for questions. Some of these questions are like kind of pressing. So yeah, yeah. The, um, some of them are. We're gonna have to put on our serious hats. Yeah. Well, there also there there's also like a time limit on some of these. Yeah. Like these needs to be, need to be answered by by the end of next month. <laughs> so. yeah, that's, right. that's right. So we need to we need to get these episodes out soon because as of re- recording this, we have not put out any episodes. No, yet. And we this are is our... stockpiling them. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll do like a we'll just drop them all at once, like Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh we're gonna disrupt. <laughs> oh yeah. What are we gonna disrupt? Model. The podcast. I mean, they do that now. There are a lot of podcasts that all come out at once. Yeah, actually, I th- didn't Serial do that? Did they? Invisibilia. Uh, so we don't have a topic this time. All we have is advice. It's advice. That's our topic. Advice, advice is our topic. Advice, uh, this is our third one, so it's chipwrecked. It's chipwrecked. Yeah. Um, Should we get into it? I guess. I'm just going to start with the first one that I have written down. Okay. Ask a question. Ask a question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the first question. How can I tell a girl is flirting with me, and how do I flirt back without seeming pushy? Do you want to answer that one? I mean, you're a girl. I, I have. I guess that's true. I have a unique perspective. <laughs> I guess that's true. I never <laughs> considered it before, but it is true. How I do girls flirt? Um, well, you know, like her pupils will dilate. Um, <laughs> her skin will take on an iridescent glow. Mm-hmm. Uh, She'll grow talons. (laughs) In the distance, you'll hear dogs barking. (laughs) There are some real easy telltale signs that a girl is flirting with you. Um, And if you're really, if you're, if you know what they are, then there's really no mistaking it for anything else. It's pretty clear cut, black and white. Um, Either this girl wants to bed you or she doesn't. (laughs) Just kidding. That's not how it works. You have to read the room. (laughs) You have to read the room. There's no answer. There's no... There's, there's no answer. That's your... It, how can you tell if a girl is flirting with you? You need to use your human brain and try to just read the social cues. Yeah, that's true. It's tough. I've been accused of flirting with people a lot in the past, and I have not. So I understand 
It's a. It, it can be hard to read. It is hard to read, and there's no shame in misreading. Mm-hmm. It's just when you are gross about it. I just hate when guys are like, "Oh, I feel like I just can't flirt anymore with the current uh, climate of female empowerment." Yeah, romance is dead now. It's dead. Yeah, guys can't. I oh, can't. <laughs> I can't do anything. It's like I can't do anything. I'm gonna get in trouble. It's like no, just read the room. Don't be an asshole, and don't force yourself on anybody. It's, yeah, there's also like way too much pressure in like guessing, and there's all this shame associated in like. Telling someone you like them and then maybe they don't like you back. Like, that's not the worst thing in the world. If you like this person and you're not sure if they're flirting with you, just text them and say that you like them. Mm -hmm. It's cool. It's fine. And if they don't like you, then it's fine. Mm -hmm. Get over it. Yeah, because they're – guess what? Other fish in the sea. A fluke is one of the most common fish in the sea. (laughs) Go fishing for a fluke. Just might catch one. (laughs) If she seems like she's flirting with you, then she probably is. And you should just flirt back. And if she responds to you flirting with her, then you're flirting together. And now you're married. (laughs) Now you have to get married. Yeah. She might be pregnant. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to eat one Danish for every question that we answer. Oh, boy. Little (laughs) chunky boy. (laughs) Um, My chunky country boy. (laughs) Chunky country boy. I used to think... When I was a small child, and I'm sure I talked about this on the podcast, so just a refresher, I used to think that um, when two people got married, there was, like, a chemical reaction that occurred that made the woman pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like, at the altar, the chemical reaction happened. It was a weird mix of, like, church and science, like, religion and science that I made up in my brain. There's not, like, a a specific point I can recall where like i learned how babies were actually made really really i remember asking my mom once when i was younger and she was like yeah i don't want to have this conversation right now (laughs) i i had the exact opposite experience my mother came into my room with a book and i said get the (laughs) fuck out of here (laughs) well you were 26 when she did that (laughs) yeah like i just never had that conversation and then at some point i learned but i don't i don't know when i learned me either, because I before she came in with that book, I found that book, and <laughs> yeah. I read it, and I remember thinking, I know all this, but where did I learn it? Mm-hmm. These things happen on the streets. I remember, my mom gave me a book once when I was like 15. <clears throat> 15? Maybe 14 or 15, and she gave me a book that was, I can't remember what it was called exactly, but it had a title that was like, Dealing With Your Problem Teenager. What? And she was like, I read this, it was really good, you might like it too. <laughs> shady i know (laughs) i was a problem teen though i'm still a problem teen (laughs) she gives you like a stack of books it's like big little lies (laughs) little fires everywhere Uh crazy rich asians and then dealing with your problems (laughs) much like beach reads and then this shady piece Mm -hmm. that's funny yeah let's move on okay i'll just be the question reader some of these are bulky some of them are bulky so you're gonna have to pay attention yeah did we mention that we are experts we are advice experts. Yes. We have PhDs. Hello. Just I want to make sure people know our credentials. Mm-hmm. I have a PhD in advice. We have one PhD between us. Yeah. We <laughs> both did three and a half years. We had to split up the credits. Mm-hmm. It was cheaper that way. Mm-hmm. We're both half a doctor. Okay. What's the next question? I'm the M. He the D. <laughs> <laughs> You're the PH and I'm the D. We're doctors of emotion. That's right. We're doctors of uh, fashion. Fashion. Yeah. Yeah? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, because I've been wearing the same jogger pants for the past three weeks. Yeah, but you know how to give other people advice on what they should look That's like. That's right. I save it all for other people because yeah. I'm so giving. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, like, it's like how Mother Teresa wore the same thing every day. But right. she was, like, constantly clocking what other people were wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Here's the next question. This is a bit of a scenario. <laughs> Over the last month, I've not only had my first boyfriend, but my first love and overall experience in everything. I'm leaving to university at the end of the summer, and I'm afraid of how to end slash move on as what my relationship was was just a hookup, which then grew into both of us loving one another. Advice on how to end it while also being a competent human for university, please. I just assume that the uh, everybody who asks those questions is a seventeen-year-old white gay man. Yeah. Okay. Well, then. We'll, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you never know. We'll go. <clears throat> we'll go along with that because there's no way of knowing. Um, Doesn't matter. Love is blind. Love is blind. Who cares? Good for Shim for um for knowing that it needs to end. Yeah, that's the first step. I think a lot of people in that situation are like, "We're gonna make it work. We're meant to be together. We're gonna be together forever." And meanwhile, you're like. 17? Yeah. I'm going to come off as such a curmudgeonly old, cynical person this whole time. Yeah, because but... Because all of these are teen questions. It's teen corner. But they... That's what they expect from you. That's what they expect, and that's what they want from you. Okay. I'm the nice one. I could be the, this person's mother. Uh, d- uh, yeah. You technically, you could. If I had a baby right now. Are you I... saying, like, in another world, this, I could be their mother, or I had, like, a, you have a secret to tell? <laughs> <laughs> you want to come clean about something? No, I don't have any babies. But um, I give just, up a child for wise, adoption. Now, going, going by when I got my first period, this child could be mine. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I think step one is that it's really great that this person knows that they that they probably shouldn't continue this relationship onto uni. Yeah. Wherever this person is from, they're clearly not from America because people don't call it university here. So good for you. Yeah, it's like you got two options. One is to, like, break it off cleanly or the other is to try and keep it going. And if you try to keep it going... It's going to be a disaster no matter what. It's not going to be good. And it sucks so bad because you're probably having so much fun. Mm-hmm. But you have to like you have to like lean into it. You need to lean into the suckiness of the situation. It's like when you're like when you're in a car, when you're in the, when you go into your car in the summer and you turn on the AC, but it's all hot air. <clears throat> it's all just like hot, hot air for the first two minutes. I always like turn it up all the way, even though it's all hot air, because in my brain, it goes faster yeah. to the cold air if I just scream it at my face. So, like, you blast hot air in your face and you experience that pain. And then when the cold air comes, it's going to be so much better. Yeah. You just scream through it. Lean so into it. Scream into it. What you got to do is you got to get this guy in your car, turn on the hot air. Yeah. And then whatever you say to him, you have two minutes to say whatever you want because he won't – he'll be so upset by the hot air that he – he won't really notice that you're breaking. It seems up with like him. you really understood my metaphor. That's true, though. Like it's you gotta you gotta do it sooner than later. And when you feel sad, just feel those sad feelings. Yeah, because you're probably you're probably doing the right thing. Just do it. You need to be like, hey, I love you a lot, but I'm about to leave, and it's not it's not fair to you. And maybe for in a, this not to end cleanly after we. <laughs> 
part ways and we experience life on our own, who knows? Who knows what happened? I would uh, do do a clean break. Yes, do a clean break. I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave the door open. Nobody's leaving any door open. When one door opens, another one. An anus closed. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> that's just true. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. There's no easy way to do it. You just have to call them and, you know, do it face to face. Be kind, but be firm. If you need a psych up, here it is. Because once you, once we finish this psych up. You have to turn the podcast off and you have to call this person and say, let's go to a public place. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dairy Queen. Water Park. Just meet me at the gazebo. Meet me at the gazebo. Bring a snack. Yeah. Bring him a pastry. Soften the blow. Whenever you have something horrible to tell someone, you should always bring them a pastry first. What do you What do you have to tell me? Uh, nothing yet. I'm still psyching myself up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's going to break up with me on the air. Yeah. I mean, on live air. To be fair, if I was going to break our friendship off, I would do it on air. I know you would. <laughs> I don't have any doubt about that. If if you don't want to do it in person, just text them, call your girlfriend by Robin, but replace the girlfriend with uni. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, Let's move on. We're, we're busting through these. We got... Are we? Yeah. Good. I'm going to have another Jello shot. Jello. Okay, moving on. Next question. Next question. This is not advice. This is not an <laughs> advice question. This, no? This was like a shameless, just, this is just a good question for the podcast. Okay. Um, it's, if you and Kristen Freaky Friday'd for a day, oh, what yeah. would you do? Oh, yeah. It's not advice. This it's is not, not advice. This is not <laughs> advice. What would you, what would you do? This is hard because like. It is hard. My my first instinct was to do things that would humiliate you, mm-hmm. but then I thought I don't want to I don't want to humiliate Adam. That wouldn't be fun for me. It, it <laughs> sounds like it'd be fun, but it would it wouldn't end up being fun. Yeah. So I settled on like a middle ground. I've settled <laughs> on a middle ground. That's so mean, only... but not like yeah. life ruining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I first of all, I want to know what it's like to be recognized in public, which Adam is sometimes. Occasionally. Occasionally. It's not a daily thing, so you're going to have to... I know. You're going to have to do something pretty bonkers to get... Make sure yeah, people... well, I would just walk... I guess I would have to... Because this is only for a day in this scenario. So I would just walk around um, waiting to be recognized, and when somebody recognized me, I would say... I-, I would, like, not really acknowledge what they said, and I would just lean in, and I would take a live lizard out of my pocket, and I'd give it to them, and I'd say, I made this. <laughs> and then I'd walk away. And then it would create intrigue in your fan base. So I think overall I would be helping you. So um, you would do like viral marketing for my personal brand? Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. It's like guerrilla market guerrilla <laughs> viral marketing where people are like, oh my god, I was just I was just in Herald Square and I ran into Adam Ellis and he gave me a lizard and said that he made it. It's pretty good. And mm-hmm. the other thing that I would do is that I would wash your hair and not style it at all. Oh, and no. And see what that was like. Because I've never seen that in my life. Is that it? Is that all you would do? Yeah. Those are the two things I would do. You'd give lizards to people and then you'd wash my hair. I would, <laughs> I would give lizards to people. I would create intrigue in your fan base, as I said, doing you a favor. What would you do if you were me? Um, the fir- I thought about this. The first thing I would do is I would immediately tell Jason what had happened. That's fair. I feel like it would be rude to not tell him. It would. He would need to be in on it. And that way we could plan something 
like a little trick to play on you together. What do you mean? I don't know. I haven't planned that far in advance, but it's just there's a I mean, there's a world of possibility. Like maybe like maybe maybe when we switch back, like Jason is sad for a week and you're like, why are you have you been so weird this week? And he's like, I don't know. I just liked you better as Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe he could drop hints that like like it was the greatest night of his life. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's like, you did all these things that I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's so rude. What a fun trick. I know. But see, I wouldn't do that. We would just make you think that for like for a minute. I would also wash your hair, but I would style it the way I have always wanted what? to style it. How is that? I would cut I would cut my own bangs. You would not cut my bangs. <laughs> yeah. Like a nice side bang. You can I do not permit you to change my appearance if you go if you're freaky Friday into me. But it's my appearance. It is not for the day. Um Fine, I'm gonna oh I'm gonna give you buzz cut. No, I'm going to get extensions, (laughs) and they're not removable. They're burned into your scalp. That is not a thing that exists. Yes, it is. Okay. Actually, what I would probably spend the whole day doing is just, like, I would buy, like, a whole bunch of, like, little figurines and just hide them all over your apartment so you'd be finding them for the rest of your life. You don't have to be me to do that. That's not mean. That's no, a cute. That's a cute little thing. I did not thing. say mean. I said you do not need to be me. So to I do should. That. I, so I have permission to break into your apartment. I think that you could. There are situations much short of a Freaky Friday situation where you can make that happen. I'll keep that in mind for next time I come over. Okay. So that's what I would do. Also, are we being? How are we being Freaky Friday? Is this the original or the remake? Uh, I don't know either one. I forget. Either the remake one. was like a fortune cookie. I think it was. A, it was problematic. They mm. went to a Chinese <laughs> restaurant and there was an earthquake that while they right. were <laughs> eating fortune cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they had to go back to the Chinese restaurant, and I think the the woman at the restaurant like did a spell. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was <laughs> pretty racist. That's pretty bad. Uh, but How yeah, do you not know? It, it, Isn't it that your favorite the... movie? No, that's Parent Trap. What? It's yeah, Parent it's Trap. a different Lindsay Lohan. Next question. Okay. Okay, what are some things I need to know before I start university this fall? First and foremost, the first, the first like, 24, 48 hours of university are crucial. Hmm. Do not spend any time in your dorm. I assume you're living in the dorm. Do not spend any time by yourself. Go to whatever floor meeting... Whatever, like, stupid meet and greet thing the RA has set up. Because people are going to make friends with each other very quickly, and you will get left behind Jesus in a heartbeat. Jesus Christ. Do you know what I have written down here? What? The cool kids don't go to the orientation events. See? <laughs> I didn't have any friends in college. I didn't either. I didn't go to the orientation events because I thought it was stupid. And then a week later, everybody had a best friend, and I was like, oh, Okay. It is. I kinda, guess I should have gone you know, to orientation. It's pretty. It, it, it's pretty crazy. It's just like melee. It's like a melee in the beginning. Everybody just mm-hmm. pairs off or like groups off. Yeah. And it's really hard to infiltrate. It's just like it. It those those groups just like harden and calcify, and then you can knock, yeah. knock, knock. It's. It's yeah. Those those groups happen very quickly. So you should. Make sure that you're there on the ground floor. Some of them calcify and they last a really long time, and some of them don't, and they peter off and break up in a couple months. But that means you're going to be alone for those first couple months waiting mm-hmm. for a group to disband so you can, like, 
worm your way in with somebody who's heartbroken. And that's exhausting. And yeah. you're going to be like, wow, college sucks. Yeah. You're going to get this <clears throat> terrible first impression of college. And it's just because it's just because you didn't put in the effort in the very beginning. But that also that if someone gave me that piece of advice, I'd be terrified. I know it's the stakes are so high. It's going to be uncomfortable for like the first six months. The first semester is just going to be garbage, but you got to put yourself outside of your comfort zone. Um, also, go to class because you're paying for it. Uh, another thing that I that, that I thought of as a as something you should know before going to university that has to do with exactly that mm-hmm. is to go to class. And when you think about not going to class, think about how much <laughs> your tuition yeah. <laughs> costs and take out room and board and divide that number by however, however many, many classes, classes like actual cl- – like I'm not talking about like, oh, English 101 was this much for the semester. It's like, no, price it out by class and you'll find that each class is around like $207. Yeah, depending on how much your tuition is uh, – like I did, I did, I did that when I, there was one day I remember in college where I was like, I really don't want to go to class. But then I did the math and it was like, oh, this would be like $350 mm-hmm. that I'm just, mm-hmm. which also like none of my classes were worth that much. No, money. of course not. <laughs> of course not. Um, also go to parties, like be safe and be careful. You don't have to drink at parties, but <sighs> go to parties. They're all over. Yeah. It's the only time in your life, basically, that you will be able to walk by a random house full of people and just walk in. You can just walk in. But if you're a girl, just be careful. Yeah, be careful if you're a girl. Get that uh, get that nail polish where you can dip it in the drink and it changes color. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. I don't know what it's called either, but it changes color if you dip it in a drink that has been roofied. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Do you have any other advice? Um... Just in terms of things to 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 know before you start university, I was gonna I was gonna say like basic math probably. <laughs> yeah, um, I did, I would not recommend that. I would say like most most of the words in the English language, if English is your primary language. Most? How many words do you think are in the English language? So many. Let's just say like at least half. Then half. Yeah, that's fair. Is that fair? I think there's a lot of words. Uh, let's exclude like if you animals. like like a whole dictionary. Oh, that's a great question. How like many how many words, words in a out of like the big fat dictionary do you actually you know? Define. I bet it's like ten percent. <sighs> the problem is that like the you can do so much with so few words. That's you know? true. Should we do the rest of the podcast? Uh, Reading the dictionary. No, I was going to say with as few words as possible. <laughs> like that episode of The Office where, uh, why am I forgetting his name? Jim? No. Michael? No. Dwight? No. Andy? No. Ryan? No. <laughs> Kevin? Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> where he's trying to save time by not using as many words. Yeah, so that's that's all my advice. Basic math, you'll probably need to know. Yeah. Just to get through the... The gen eds. Also, if you hook up with somebody in the dorms, everybody in the dorms will know about it the next day. Mm-hmm. Just be aware. Yeah. Do with that information what you will. Oh, also, don't don't buy that uh, that weird black cat French poster. Oh, let's make a list of posters <laughs> that you shouldn't get. No Fight Club poster. No Fight Club, no Einstein. 
No Einstein. No Marilyn Monroe. Um, don't no do Bob Marley. Don't do the one with it's like all the the seven construction workers on a beam no. in the air. What uh, else? The, the kiss. Um, yeah. The, the, the oh, two girls God. kissing, which has never been in like an actual lesbians no dorm room or any woman's. No, it's only yeah, it's only teenage boys. Yeah, no cars. Also, here's an here's something. If you're in the dorm, do unis have dorms? Do they do dorms overseas? Yeah, I believe they do. If you get a TV and an Xbox, everybody will come to your dorm. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Maybe it's different, though. We went to college 45 years ago. So it yeah, might they, be just like I everybody. feel like every <laughs> single dorm now comes with an Xbox. Yeah. Just like complimentary. Something like that. Okay. Do next question. I don't think so. All right. This next and question. And if I, if I come up with more advice, we have like two more college questions in here. Yeah, because it's all teens. It's all teens. All teens. Teen Corner with <laughs> Linda LRB. All right, this one is a two-parter. We'll do the first part first. It's not advice. <laughs> um, it's just a comment. Who do you think is more intelligent, Duck or Pepper and Maxwell? Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to include this one, but, but I figured I you would want it. I did. This is hard. I don't know if I want to give you the real answer or a, a nice answer. Why don't you give me the real answer? The real answer is that Maxwell is the smartest. Pepper and Duck are on a similar plane. I think they're on a similar plane, which is like average intelligence. What makes you say that? <clears throat> just how just how much Duck like bites my feet. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with intelligence? I, well, I tell him no, no, no. And he still does it. Just because someone doesn't... When I say no to Pepper, she stops. That's not an intelligence thing. If anything, that's Pepper Duck... Knows, Pepper knows more English, so she's smarter. No. Duck hears everything and understands everything. He just makes his own educated decisions. and he. <laughs> so he's just mean? In his head, he was like, this guy wants me to stop biting his feet, but this I guy. don't. I don't. This guy. I don't want to stop biting his feet. Duck knows my name. It was his first word. Yeah, I know. He's very smart. <laughs> um, I actually don't know. I do think that Maxwell is probably the smartest. But I, you know, I, I actually don't think I know Duck well enough to, to answer that. That's fair. <laughs> Duck is pretty new. But I'm pretty convinced that he's smarter than both your cats combined. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's a little soon to tell. He's only six months old. But he is showing great promise in the field of intelligence. I mean, we'll find out. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to give him some tests. He's already showing. He he poops on the street like a gentleman. Like we'll go on walks and we'll be walking on the sidewalk, and I didn't even teach him to do this, but he refuses to poop on the sidewalk. He will go in between parked cars and poop on the street because he's like, "Excuse me, I must use the restroom." And then do you just kick it under a car? <laughs> <laughs> do you know how he acts around cats? No, he's never met a cat. Oh no, he has met a cat. He he's met a cat. His name's Al. How did he how did he react? He wanted to play with it. But yeah? he just treated it like a dog and the cat was so mad. Was he rough or was he like sweet no, he and playful? Sweet and playful. Okay. But Al doesn't tolerate playfulness. Because Pepper's the same way. Like she's met dogs before and she is always she's like the alpha and they always submit to her. So it would oh, be yeah. interesting. It would be interesting to see. He how would they... submit to her. Oh, that's cute. He submits immediately. He doesn't know where he is in the pack, but he mm-hmm. knows he's not the alpha. <clears throat> also, Duck has his GED. Um, Pepper went... To, she has her associate's degree. She went to community college. Oh, uh, okay. Well, then, you got me. <laughs> yes, I got you. That's the answer. 
Uh, okay. You, you ready for part two of this Yeah, give me, give me part two. Is it part two or is it a separate? It's a separate question. Okay. It's nothing to do with the first question. It's by the same person. Um, and I'm not going to say their handle, but it does end in the numbers 93, which I'm assuming is the year they their were birthday, born. Yeah. Uh, well, how old is that? It's not even that young anymore. <laughs> it's not. That's 25? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, all right. Here's the question. To get a media writing-based job, should I run a blog as a portfolio or make a physical collection of writing for interviewing? Make a physical collection? Have a blog, certainly. But you should have a separate thing of just your best work. When I was hiring for that fellowship uh, for illustrators, we got like 600 applications. And when people are looking to hire someone, they don't want to wade through a blog and find no. your best stuff. So you need to you need to have a portfolio that's clean, that's clear, easy to navigate, because if it's the end of the day and the person who's hiring is like fed up with looking at interviews or applications, like they're probably just gonna delete your application. Yeah. Any obstacle. <clears throat> any obstacle. Any and like the dumbest obstacle. We're talking like one click versus two. Mm-hmm. Like when I was hiring for an animator role, I mean, it's different with writing and with art a little bit, but when I was hi- hiring for an animator role, it got to a point cause I was wading through hundreds and hundreds of applications and I just needed, I stopped looking at resumes. I just started looking for websites and, just like a or like a body of work that someone could point me to and for me to look at it and just like see the good nuggets off the top and if i was intrigued i would dig deeper yeah you have to make like a really good impression because yeah i don't know you, yeah you Media need to make you need different. to make a good impression immediately because what's happening is people are going through probably hundreds of samples and they're like skimming yours and they're saying yes maybe and they put you into a pile. Yeah. And they will revisit it later. But if there's any obstacle in the readability of what you're submitting, it's going to go into the no pile. It's just a hard no. Yeah. Cuz there are so many there's so many do whatever I mean, I work in media and I don't even really fully understand this what this question is asking of <laughs> media writing based job. Whatever that industry demands, do that and make it first and foremost front and center. Mm-hmm. No <clears throat> obstacles whatsoever. Make it just so abundantly clear because you would be so you'd be so surprised to learn how quickly your shit goes in the trash if it's if it if the if your site takes more than three yeah. seconds to load. When I was in college, uh, one of the big we like had a whole class on promotional materials, and we spent. A couple weeks on designing uh, postcards because that used to be one of the ways to get noticed. You would have your art on a postcard and you would just send it to art directors. And I have a friend who's an art director and he says that he gets like 40 postcards a day and they all go in the trash. He doesn't even look at them. Like you need to you need to make things as simple as possible. And you should probably have more than one portfolio. You shouldn't be sending the exact same thing to every single media company. Yeah. And also, you might have an instinct to try to do something stunty that will make you noticed, that will get you noticed. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember once, like, a bunch of years ago when I was thinking of applying to, like, Etsy or something, I was like, what if I 
baked them a cake and brought it to their offices in Dumbo with like a hire me. Like I'll make a cake because I was making cakes at the time and I was like, I'll just make them a cake. I'll drop it off. It'll be so cute. And they'll, of course, have to hire me. Don't do shit like that. Like, don't, like, order a, like, a bunch of live ladybugs. Don't right. send a bunch of live ladybugs to the place where you want to work and, and attach some pun that's, like, like I'll, bu- I'll bug you if you don't hire this lady <laughs> or something like that. I would hire that person. <laughs> I know Heartbeat. you would. I know you would. Maybe that's, that's just me. No, but. that's true, though. Like, don't do, don't do anything that's going to inconvenience them. Don't do a no. stunt. And that's just that's going to turn them against you, and they're going to tell their friends at other media companies because people go to happy hour together, and they're <laughs> gonna they're gonna talk about what you did. It's going to spread through the industry that you did this, and it seems like it seems like such a good idea when you're alone and thinking about it, thinking about how to get noticed. But those things don't play well. It it yeah. it, it feels <laughs> like a like you're covering for for ineptitudes because mm-hmm. like anybody can send a box of ladybugs. If there's a, if there's a way that you can stand out in a way that's unobtrusive and not annoying, you should definitely do it. You should make your uh, resume look really well designed. Nicer. It should be really nicely designed. If One you have, sheet. Yeah, you can have like a like a cute little illustrated header if you want. You should always be considerate. And like if there's a like I said, if there's a way you can stand out without being weird, you should do it. We had a girl uh, who applied. And she came in. She did her interview. She was she was good. She was really nice. But at the inter- at the end of the interview, she she had she had postcards for each of us, and she had written like a handwritten thank you note on the back of each one. And it was like, oh, you have moved up. You took the time to like do this and show how appreciative you are. Oh, like after the fact? Yeah, like she had she had written them already, and it uh, was just like, uh. thank you for interviewing me. If you need my information, here it is. But it was like a nice little handwritten note. And like that's a thing that we both kept at our desks. And it like it kept her in the forefront of our minds. And we ended up hiring her. I'll go for her. Should um, we move on? Yeah, let's move on. What's next? What's next? Okay, this is a question for you. <laughs> and not for me. But I'm still going to answer it. Okay. <clears throat> How do you keep yourself motivated to draw slash work slash create now that you work for yourself? I mean, this isn't just for me. I'm sure that... Well, you work for yourself and I don't. But you still have to stay motivated. Well, why don't you answer the question and then I'll answer the question angrily because I was excluded. (laughs) Um, It's really difficult to stay motivated when you, like, don't have set deadlines. Rituals have become really important. I have to make sure everything at my desk is set perfectly. I have to, like have a cup of tea before I settle in and you should, you should take breaks a lot, a lot, a lot. (laughs) I take a lot of breaks. What do you do? Well, when you take breaks, I feel like you should do something that is still stimulating. So like, don't just sit in front of the TV if you can help it, like read a book or play a video game, do something that's like working a separate part of your brain because then it's easy, I find it's easy to switch back into whatever you were doing before. Yeah, you take a little breather. Yeah. You get fed up with something that you're working on. You're like, I can't look at this for another second. Yeah. Then you go do something else that has nothing to do with that. And you come back and you're like, oh, look at that. I have a whole new, I have a revised set of energies for this. Mm-hmm. And a whole new perspective. Also make lists. 
Oh yeah, with that sounds that sounds so boring, but I write them down with your hands. Yeah, whenever I have stuff that's like I always write out my due dates. I need a visual of what I'm working on when it's due. I put everything in order because it's it's easier to not get discouraged when you have a visual representation of everything you're supposed to do. Very true, especially if you're a visual learner. What advice would you give? Well, I'm mostly just mad that this was directed at you and not at me at all, even though you're the one that asked the question. So I'm just mad at this person. Well, you should quit your job. <laughs> you should quit your job and work for yourself, well, and then maybe you'll get these questions okay. too. Okay. Well, the real question is how do you keep yourself motivated when you're not working for yourself? Because having a job <laughs> sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> there are benefits in the in the form of literal benefits <laughs> and salaried yeah, but you're still going to earn your salary and get your benefits if you don't do any work for the day. Right. And that's the great part of it. There's ups yeah. and there's downs. There's pros and there's cons. <laughs> but I, my point is that I have a hard time, too, staying motivated. Mm-hmm. And I work for the man. Okay, what's next? What's next? Here's another scenario. Okay, so my best friend is seeming to be hanging out with a lot of other people, and she hasn't really spoken to me in a while throughout the summer. We're talking about grade school here. We're talking about teens. Yeah. Do we know it's grade school? I mean, yeah, I'm counting high school in that. Okay. She hasn't spoken to me throughout the summer. A huge roadblock is that it's hard to hang out with her because of our conflicting parents, but either way, I get friend jealous really easily. What should I do to salvage our best friend status and should I, or should I try to move on? This is tough because, like, you say that she hasn't spoken to you all summer. Have you made an effort to speak to her all summer? Or did, like, a week go by where she didn't speak to you and you just decided that you she didn't like you anymore and now you're not contacting her? Well, don't make assumptions. But there's, I mean, there's there's some stuff that needs to be filled in. She might, the friend who's not speaking to you might be sort of in the same boat and wondering why you haven't contacted her. Uh, maybe, but I trust this I trust this person to f- – she's feeling a vibe. Yeah. She's feeling a vibe. I'm just saying the first the first step should be to like maybe text your friend. I, I have a feeling that this person is sensing a vibe and is – there's other parts of the story, not even necessarily a juicy story, just kind of like a friendship is petering out a little bit. Maybe. Mm-hmm. she's She senses it petering out. And like – First of all, conflicting parents. That seems like an interesting. Yeah, I read topic. that and I was like, um, can you elaborate? Yeah, I would like to know. What the hell does this mean? <laughs> Just dropped it. Like, it's like, you know, our conflicting parents. Like, anyway. Was that a, was that a typo or? Yeah. Anyway, my, my advice, my, my advice <laughs> is to salvage nothing. You're so young. <laughs> oh, okay. Move on. No, seriously. Honestly, move on. If it's petering out, these things happen. People grow apart. Sometimes one person is more resistant to the growing apart. It happens in relationships. It happens in friendships. It happens every day. And if you're at a supermarket and you're feeling... You know where the teens go. You're, you're at a supermarket <laughs> and you're you're trying to buy a melon and you feel all the melons in one melon. Oh, you're not sure if it's good. You're knocking it with your little fist and it sounds kind of hollow. It doesn't... You're not sure... If it's good or not, why would you waste your time wishing that it's a good melon? Just put the melon down and there are like a million other melons. See, I my advice is completely different. 
Well, you don't know if that melon is good unless you get inside that melon. But they were already friends, and it's it's going south, and they're so young. You're find your people. Maybe have a conversation of closure. I mean, sure. My advice is text your friend, see what's up, and if it's weird, if if you're definitely getting a vibe that like they don't want to be talking to you, then leave it alone. Yeah. You're starting school again in the fall. Yeah. You'll be able to at least, yeah, have a conversation and maybe get some closure. Yeah. There's, like, it's so easy to just, like, pull your friend aside and say, like, hey, what's up? I feel like we've drifted this summer. Communication is key. Yeah. And then if the friend is, like, yeah, I don't know, I've just been busy, like, that's confirmation that they don't Mm want to be friends with you anymore. Reach out. Definitely reach out. I'm not saying... Uh, yeah, I'm not saying cut the cord immediately without mm-hmm. without just figuring out if what your if your feelings are are substantiated. Yeah. Also, like before before you talk to your friend, um, bring them like a cheese Danish or something because it will oh always God, soften the blow. What are you gonna tell me? It will always soften the blow, and like keep <laughs> reminding them that you were kind enough to buy them a cheese Danish, <laughs> so then they can't be mad at you when you finally. Lay it down. What are you saying? Are you going to break up with me? Uh, I I mean, we have to get through these questions first, and then we can talk <laughs> okay. about it. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Here's the next question. How do I tell my sibling to fuck off nicely? Oh, I love this question. You don't have to tell your sibling to fuck off nicely. Yeah, Just tell them to fuck you off. You don't have to be nice to your siblings. There's no rule saying that you have to be nice to your sibling. Mm-hmm. Unless your sibling is older and the heir to a, to like a royal, you know, like they're going to be king or queen mm-hmm. or something, then you have to. Because then if they become king or queen, then they can chop your head off and nobody can say anything. That's true. So that's the only situation where you have to be but nice. But in that same scenario, it's it was very easy to spread lies and like just get a royal beheaded. Just accuse your older sister of being a witch and she's out of the picture. Yeah. I it's guess also the- really easy to poison people. In this medieval scenario, that I we guess, but set isn't up. it just easier to just like be be nice, just be cool? Because if you're gonna be the younger, so you're a princess, you're a prince, you get to live it up. You don't have the responsibilities of like a royal leader. I think that you always need to take charge and murder your older sibling. Oh, okay. That's my answer. Okay. Don't tell them to fuck off. Just poison them. Like the Joffrey poison. Yeah, it has to be super painful, really gross. Then people will their eyes have to bug out of their face. Need to turn purple. Um, And since it's the medieval ages, they can they can't. There's no DNA, so they can never, you know. Are we back back in the Middle Ages? Yeah, we're back in like whatever Game of Thrones was, that historical drama. Oh, anyway, yeah, you don't have to be nice to something. Everybody knows that. I'm just. All of these questions are. Medieval times. Oh. So keep that in mind as you go forward. Do you want to go to medieval times? Would you do that? Uh, I mean, maybe I've been before. I always have such a good time. You've been more than once? Yes. To me, I feel like medieval times is a thing you do once and it's great and then you're done. I did it on a school trip in middle school and then I did it as an adult, as a 25-year-old. And it was both times it was the best day of my life. Are you saying do I want to go to medieval times this weekend? No. Okay, well... Later. Later. At some point. Um, let's go to Jersey, baby. I mean, let's put a pin in that. We're gonna I go. I went to Medieval Times like two years ago. I really don't have a desire to do Medieval Times again. You just weren't with the right people. You're gonna have fun with me. Yeah, I mean... I don't want to talk about it anymore. 
we did the Ren Fair. Oh, that was so and that was fun. great. And I want to do that every year. Yeah, we got to do it again. Always the last weekend. Yeah, which is the 29th and the 30th of September. Okay. I'm checking my calendar right now. I checked it already. You're free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, I do have to put my Nuva ring in that day. <laughs> okay, cool. How often do you have to put in a Nuva ring? Do you have you... to take out the old one or does it yeah. just absorb? No. <laughs> no, you put it in. Three weeks later, you take it out. And then you are empty for a week, and then you put a new one in. Can you feel it in there? No. At all? No. Like, even if you, like, contort your body a not, little bit? Not ever. Not even a little bit. I, I believe you, and I trust you. I should hope so. But, like, I can't imagine not feeling it. I know. I get that. It's weird, but it's true. Yeah. Because when they told me, when I was, like, an ad- a pre-adolescent, and everybody was telling me about tampons, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way that I won't feel that. But everybody yeah. was saying, you really don't, and you really don't. It's weird. The only comparison I can make, hypothetically, is just, like, having a Nuva ring around my dick all the time. No. Which I would feel. That is so different. I know. You can't even imagine for a second what it's like to have a vagina. It's like, it's it's a void. I really can't, and I think about it a lot. I think about having a penis and how weird that would be. Do you want me to read the next question? Why, what, how, what, how do you think it would be weird? Because now I'm thinking about that, and, like, I, that is not a thing that I notice. Right. Well, well that can't, okay, so... This is interesting because you're saying how weird it would be to have team corner, team corner, <laughs> <laughs> to have like a hole where your penis is, mm-hmm. right? And saying how like how strange that would be. What I'm saying is that it's strange. I I have a void. You have like a device. So like to have something like that, all of the parts of it just like hanging constantly. Yeah, that's but there's, so but weird. But they're squishy. They're I know squishy, they're squishy. So it, like it, it takes. It's like a cat. It takes. It, no, it's like it's like water. How it takes whatever the form I, of whatever it's. I in. would always be worried that it would get like snagged on something. You know, like a hangnail. <laughs> That's that doesn't really happen. No, not really. <laughs> Here's the next question. This is kind of long. Ready? Mm-hmm. Strap in. I am a gay man on the wrong side of my twenties in Pittsburgh, PA. Also, like, what is the wrong side of the 20s? That's, yeah, I almost didn't include this one just because I was like, you started this question wrong. There is no wrong There's side no wrong, of the 20s. They're both bad. They're both awful. Yeah, like, your 20s, once you get out of your 20s, you realize, oh, that was a shitty decade. Yeah, yeah. That was a garbage time of my life. Yeah, because the first half, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And the second half, you're a different kind of idiot. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I don't want to look down on people in their 20s. I just came out of my 20s. I'm no authority, but I just don't know what the wrong side of my 20s mean. I honestly. He just means over 25. You think? Because I honestly didn't know. Oh, uh, I mean, the way I read it is the wrong side of my 20s is like, I'm not young anymore. Okay. I'm a gay man on the wrong side of my 20s in Pittsburgh, PA. I've been single for a long time. And while I don't need a man to validate myself. I am missing having someone special in my life. Recently, I've met two guys and been and have been spending time with both of them. Ooh, do, 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 do. Love Twiango. Twiango. One of them is a friend with benefits situation, and since he is recently out of a long-term relationship, is very straightforward in saying that he wants nothing serious now or any time in the foreseeable future. The other is quite the opposite and is inter- interested in a relationship. Both of these guys are great, successful, handsome, and kind. 
The problem is the feelings I have are so much stronger for the one that is unavailable, and I'm not sure what I should do at this point. Am I just a little bitch that wants him more because I can't have him? Should I move forward with guy number two, even though he's my second choice? Is that morally right? I got a lot to say about this. Yeah, I got, I, got, I got something to say. Let me say something about okay. it. Here's my advice to you. Separately, invite both of the boys. Oh, Shut no. Up. Shut up. <laughs> Is this what you did? Shut up. <laughs> Separately, invite both of the boys on a, on a picnic date. Okay? When they arrive at the park, you give them a broadsword. A ration of meat. A rash and a meat. A ration <laughs> of meat. And a hit clip that plays Britney Spears' 2000 pop hit, Stronger. But only 30 seconds of it. Yeah, right? it's just yeah. a clip. It's a clip of a hit. Those were so stupid. They were. I loved mine. <laughs> so at this point, the boys are sent into two different entrances of a hedge maze. The hedge maze is full of geese. Geese are very aggressive. At the center of the maze, there's a sign that says, I don't have enough emotional context to give you advice on this problem. Okay, two things. Uh, one, I love a hedge maze. Yeah. Uh, They're classy. They are classy. Classier than a corn maze. Secondly, I don't think geese are actually as aggressive as everybody thinks they are. Uh, do you think they're just noble? I mean, I think that they're just, like, Protective. they're moody. Like, they're quick to anger, but as long as you respect them... When I was when I was in London, I spent a lot of time in like gardens and parks because that's the only thing I could think to do with myself. And I was around a lot of geese, and they were cool. One came like right up next to me, and I was like, "I don't have bread for you," and it walked away, and we were fine. Anyway, my point is, this is a real tricky situation, and the reality of the situation is that I can't make. Not that you're asking for a decision to be made, because these are all valid questions. I will make a decision. Like, do you? Do you only want that guy because he's unavailable? It's very possible. And is it morally wrong to take number two? I don't know how you feel about him. It's hard. Why don't you say what you have to say? Uh, So, first of all, there is certainly the possibility that he really isn't ready to date. Yeah. Uh, But there's also a very real possibility that that's just what he said because he doesn't want Yeah. I have many times said I'm not ready for a relationship. Yeah. And what I meant was I'm ready for a relationship as long as the right person as long as it's the right person yeah. and you're not that right it's person. Not- so be aware that he might just be not that into and he's being polite. That is um, something to consider for sure. If you actually like the second guy, that's fine. You can date him, but be aware that there might be a situation in the future where the first guy is single and looking, and then you're going to be in a moral dilemma where you might want to date him. And as long as you are okay with that, then you can date the second guy. You can date the second guy. Yeah, just like don't be waiting for the first guy while you're with the second guy. Yeah. Also, you can just be single. You don't have to date either of these guys. You can just stay single for now. That's that's true. Just make Which sure is that my you... that's my advice yeah. is to not date either one. Yeah. You probably shouldn't be dating someone when you have your eyes on somebody else. Yeah, that's true. Who's not into you? That's true. Don't date number 2 if you're hung up on number 1, but at the same time, you can't always be chasing this guy or somebody that is you're equally as into as this yeah. guy. Again, it's hard to know 
where your head is at in regards to these two guys without being inside of your skull. It's really it's it's a really hard decision. Just be smart about it. Mm -hmm. Be honest with yourself about what what your feelings are for both of these guys, especially guy number two. Because if you date him just because you feel like he's there and he and he wants it, Mm -hmm. that's probably not a great idea. But also, it sounds to me like the first guy is probably not into you. So like, start dealing with that. Maybe give it a month, and if it's still if he's still not ready, if he's still giving you that same spiel. Like, cut him loose. Yeah, and do whatever self-care you need to do to cope with that. Yeah. Because that sucks. You don't have to date anyone right now. No, you're good. Move on? Yeah, let's move on. Guess who's next? Oh, Tanya. Tanya. Tanya, Tanya. Tanya has a full... It's a novel. It's over half a page that she sent us. I don't know if you want to read the whole thing. I do. You probably should. I do. Oh, Tanya, Tanya, dear baby Tanya. We welcome. also, we all, I love this question. I want to put that out there immediately. <laughs> I am fully on Tanya's side, and we are going to have different oh advice my for her. God. Tanya, you fool. Here we go. My name is Tanya. I was friends with a girl named Marie. We had known each other for four years. The first time I met her, I didn't like her, not <laughs> one bit. Me either. <laughs> But eventually we became pretty close, and I decided she wasn't that bad. But then everything changed within the last year. The annoyance and dislike I felt when we first met resurfaced when she got a new boyfriend. The boyfriend is a mutual friend. So the problem here isn't that we dislike him or anything. But ever since they started dating, things have been hell for the people around her. Not only do they have an unstable relationship and fight every day, which is all her fault, by the way. I believe it. But they always need a mediator to step in as well. She's dragged and hurt and annoyed so many people because of this relationship. When they were about to get together, Marie claimed she wanted to learn from her mistakes from her previous relationship and said she was going to listen to her friends. I gave her reasons why it wouldn't work and why it wasn't a wise choice. Guess what happened the very next day? Dot, dot, dot. I've openly expressed my concerns and ranted to another mutual friend. I said some nasty stuff that I never intended for her to see. She never intended for her to she see never, it. It's like I wasn't being mean. No, I didn't I didn't intend you for you to hear it. To see it. But somehow she found and read my messages about somehow. her. Somehow. Somehow. <laughs> like who could have known? How how did these things happen? She's been ignoring me for about two months now. I can't even imagine why. <laughs> I felt bad at first because I hurt her feelings. But in the last two months, I realize I've never been so happy in my life. (laughs) And I'm in a good enough state that I'm willing to try again at this friendship. But I'm still keeping a certain distance. I'd like to fix this properly, but I doubt she's open to talking. What should I do? Should I try anyway? Or would it be pointless? Am I too late? Also, I heard she genuinely dislikes me now. So, yeah. This question is a mess. It is. (laughs) This is a mess. I... I would read this as an entire novel if she decided to expand it. I would I'm like I'm invested in these children's lives now. A nice beach read. Mm-hmm. What okay, first of all, Tanya, you're terrible. Tanya, it sounds like I mean everybody in this situation sounds kinda terrible. Yeah, but Tanya's the one that's talking at me and I yeah. she she's on my last nerve. Tanya starts out by saying that she doesn't like this girl. Yeah. And now that this girl is no longer in her life, she's happy. Uh-huh. So that's your that's the answer to your question. Yeah. Like 
you're done. Move it's on. over. Um, so strange. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. I, for me, there were a number of red flags in this question that oh, I'd there, like to yeah. talk about. This is there's a lot of red flags in here. The first of which is, like you just said, the first time I met her, I didn't like her. Mm-hmm. That's not a, one bit. Th- not one <laughs> bit. That's a red flag because how could that end well? If you had already decided early on that you you don't like her as a person. Another red flag was, quote, the problem here isn't that we dislike him or anything. Talking about the boyfriend of Marie. Mm-hmm. The usage of the word we. Yeah. It's a bunch of mean girls. Yep. It's just like a bunch of girls. And again, I don't know how old these people are. They're probably 15. Like, it, it life is terrible at that point. Everything sucks. What if this is like a f- woman in her 40s? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be incredible. Another red flag. Uh, what if this is somebody at BuzzFeed and you're Marie? Great. What if I'm Tanya? <gasps> oh, my God. Is that what you've been trying to tell me this whole time? What if you're Marie? Is that why you got me the cheese Danish? And it's ever since you started dating Jason, just things haven't been the same. <laughs> <laughs> Four years ago. I would never say anything bad about you behind your back, though. You better not. Another red flag, quote, they fight every day, parentheses, which is all her fault, by the way. Yeah, how would she know that? Wait, yeah, it's like that little addendum there, that little interjection mm-hmm. makes me, it, it. nothing you say has any validity, because yeah. what kind of statement is that? It's like, all her fault? I understand that it's it's tough when members of your friend group are fighting all the time, but their relationship is their relationship. Yeah. You don't know the dynamics of it. You don't. Another red flag, quote, I've openly expressed my concerns when talking about how she was shitting on Marie to her <laughs> to her friend. Yeah. I've openly expressed my concerns. Those are the words of a person that is trying to cover their tracks. Yeah. And like, I just, all I was doing was openly expressing my concerns and the ranting to another mutual friend like you don't rant to a mutual friend you don't complain about a friend to a person who is friends with that person because it's going to get back to that person that's mean girl bullshit that's mean girl 101 yeah don't i mean unless you wanted it to get back to her which maybe you did subconsciously subconsciously because you're the happiest you've ever been quote i said some nasty stuff that i never intended for her to see yeah, that doesn't matter. That's yeah, not an excuse. It doesn't matter. Intent is irrelevant. Quote, she said, um, I'm in a good enough state that I'm willing to try again at this friendship. This, it's not about yeah. you. This is this is like when when people are like, I've just like, I've gotten rid of all the toxic people in my <laughs> life. I'm not here for drama. Like, I'm in a better place in my life now, and I'm not going to deal with petty stuff. I've never been And then better. they're always starting petty stuff. Yeah. This is you, Tanya. Look, I love Tanya. I feel like I am Tanya. Yeah. What she needs to do is she needs to send a text to Marie and apologize. It's always a text with you. <clears throat> I mean, texts are easier. And it's easier to, like, write something out and, like, edit it and make sure it sounds right. So she needs to text Tanya and say that she's sorry because she did say shitty things and it needs to be a heartfelt apology but then you need to close the door on yeah, that chapter. Yeah, then you walk away. Yeah. Because you're you're the happiest you've ever been. I'm sure Marie is also the happiest she's <laughs> ever been. 
Yeah, it sounds like this relationship was a mistake from the jump. Toxic. And now it's over, and things are good. Reevaluate. Yeah. Your whole self. Reevaluate your whole. <laughs> <laughs> Look inward. Be better. Should we move on? Yeah, Are we done with? Let's move on. Let's move on from Tanya. Tanya. If this is Canada, then it's Tanya. Oh. Here's the next question. What is your advice for someone trying to become an illustrator? What advice do you give? Um, You're an illustrator, too. My advice People is... forget that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my advice is to draw every day. Okay. <laughs> next question. What? No, it's... That's true. Like... I don't think you have to draw every day, but you do. Excuse if you, me. Don't, I don't gate my advice. I don't draw every day, and I'm the most popular <laughs> illustrator in the world. <laughs> you do. You do need to. You do need to draw hone, a lot, hone though. Hone your craft. Yeah, it's. You need to practice. You need to go to life drawing classes. Those are so boring. I hate. I hated every single life drawing class I ever took. If you can afford to go to school for it, then great. If you can't, then you should be taking life drawing classes at least. But yeah, other than that, you do, you just have to, you have to just make stuff constantly. So, okay. So I said draw every day and you said make stuff constantly. I mean, you, you don't, if you don't feel like drawing on a day, like take yeah, the weekend you, off. Yeah. You're not a failure if you don't draw every day. Yeah. The point is to just keep, always, always be making things and don't be afraid of like making bad things because you right. will. Even when you have reached a level that you feel like is pretty decent, you're still going to make stuff you think is garbage. You can take some classes on Skillshare. I've done a I've done a couple campaigns for them, and mm-hmm. so this is just some like added promo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have I have actually taken some classes on Skillshare. It's a I think it's membership. You have to like pay a monthly membership, but then you get like hundreds of classes. And there are a lot of illustration classes there. You can learn to, like, do flower arrangements if you're into that. But there are, there are a lot of, like, professional illustrators on Skillshare who who do classes that you can you can learn from. That's a hot tip. Yeah. That's a good hot tip. It's a good hot tip. What else? Make stuff and make stuff that you like. Don't make stuff that you think will be successful or, like, you're if you're trying to emulate somebody else who is successful – because that might work, you might start getting work doing this stuff that you don't really love to do, and then you're going to be trapped. Yes, good. Next question? Next question. Here's a real, real one. What advice do you give when you have a very high anxiety-ridden teen who has recently come out as transgender and has a very low will to live? We have lots of specialists in place, but as parents, we are strung- we are struggling on this scary roller coaster ride. We just want her to be happy and healthy regardless of the gender. We accept her and love her regardless. So, like, advice is hard here because it feels a little out of my scope. I don't want to feel like I can give. It just doesn't feel like something that I am equipped to be an authority on. Mm-hmm. But I will say that the mindset that this person has as a parent means that this that their child has as good a foundation for success as like humanly possible yeah. so they have that going for them yeah it's a hard question to answer because they seem like they have all their bases covered yeah they're doing all the right things um especially with the specialists like it can be really hard 
to be in this situation. And so what you need to do is you need to turn to other people who are equipped, which they've already done. They have specialists in place. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing pretty good. Yeah, like make sure that your daughter like knows that you're there for them, that you support them, that everything is the same as it was before in your mind. And you are always there if they need anything. And, like, try to maintain some normalcy if you can. Yeah. And just, like, take it as it comes. Teens, like, don't talk very much. No, and they all have so many feelings. They're feeling so much. There's so much going on inside. And, like, no matter how hard you try to get them to explain what's going on inside their brains, they're, like, incapable of telling you what's going on. So the best thing you can do is to, like... Just make, like, a nice, warm little blanket for them to feel safe in mm-hmm. while they deal with their inner storm of emotions. Ay, 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 ay. cocoon. Make it cocoon. But, I mean, it sounds Get like... Get one of those blankets that is weighted. <laughs> a weighted blanket? Like yeah. a storm blanket? <laughs> yes, like a thunder jacket for a um, dog. Yeah, I mean, you're doing everything right. And I kind of, I kind of feel like they know... That they're they've they've covered their bases the best they can. They're not sure what else they can do, and I feel like there might not be much else you right. can do, which is good. You're doing everything right. Yeah. Um. It's still hard and scary on all on all fronts. Yeah. Just but, like don't be overbearing, but make sure that your kid knows that you love them and nothing has changed. You're still their kid. The kid. Cool, that was a very serious question. Let's move on to this one that is not as serious. It's still pretty serious. Okay. I would actually say it might be... More serious? It's not more serious, but it's definitely like the second most Most serious serious. question that we received. Okay, here it is. Again, a question for you. I need advice on how to take selfies like Adam. Sadly, I do not have his majestic beard growth skills and never will, but I'd still love advice on how to do that smizing thing he does. It's very attractive, even though he looks bored. I don't, you know, it's <laughs> gross reading that. How do you take Ooh. selfies? I will, I will be honest, I don't take selfies. I Not only do I not post selfies, I don't take selfies. I'm not going to say that I've never held a phone out and taken Kristen a picture of my face. Kristen doesn't have mirrors in her apartment. I, d- I, d- <laughs> I really don't see personally see the value in taking a selfie of myself. I'm not – I'm into someone else's selfie. I think it's great. Do it. No shade. No judgment. Do whatever you want. I do not take selfies. So my – not that you asked for it. But I he, asked for it. But here's, here's my advice on how to take a selfie. Um, watch the movie My Girl. <laughs> Um, where Macaulay Culkin gets killed by bees. Um, take this series, take a series of selfies while Macaulay Culkin is getting killed by bees. <laughs> send this entire series, which should be around like 45 photos. Um, send them all to your mother and ask her to pick your favorite. Um, ignore her selection and post the 16th photo in the series. Cause that's the sweet spot. The 16th photo in the series, uh, to LinkedIn. Cause that's where all the engagement is. True. That is a good advice, though. Thank um, you. I feel like I feel like step one is to take many, 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 many selfies in like the burst. Okay, burst mode is your best friend. <laughs> Do you really use burst mode? Oh, absolutely. And they they come out like 
like they're nice. I always thought with burst mode, this is based in nothing, but I always assumed that the picture quality was lower because it was happening so quickly. No, I don't think I don't think that's a true thing. I think that's fake. Okay. News. Um <laughs> Step one, if you actually look at my selfies that I post on Instagram, it's always the same angle because I only have one good angle. So step one is to find your good side. Mm-hmm. Ask your friends. They'll tell you. It's almost always a three-quarter. Your friends have been waiting to tell you what your good side is. Just ask them. <laughs> um, number two, always make sure it's a little bit above the eye line. Because mm-hmm. you're always going to look better from above mm-hmm. than below or straight on. That's 101. Even That's 101. I, like, even everybody should that. know that. But I don't know how dumb this person is. Sure. Number three is do, is do burst mode. Like, when when you have – when you've caught the light – when it's a good angle, do burst mode on your phone, which is just you just hold down. If you have the, an iPhone. If you have an iPhone. Like, I, I'm assuming that everybody has an iPhone. And if you have an Android, <laughs> then you shouldn't be listening to this. If you hold down, if you hold down the, the button to take a photo, it'll do burst mode. And then you can just do, like, little incremental movements. Mm-hmm. And then you can, like, go through them forensic style and choose whichever one is the best. You'll find that true beauty. Yeah. What else? What else do I do? Oh, the smi- the smizing thing. It's like it's like an it's like a half squint, but not really. But the way you do it is you imagine that somebody is telling you a serious story and you're concentrating on what they're saying. Because mm. if you squint too much, you're gonna start to look like Zoolander. Yeah, that you just rem- want to squint a little bit. <laughs> that reminds me of that episode of Friends when Joey explains smell the fart acting. <laughs> where when he's I don't remember that episode. Doctor Drake Ramore on. Mm-hmm. Days of Our Lives. Oh and yeah, I remember that. He, in order to look really intense in his in his scenes, he said that he would just pretend that somebody just farted, and he's trying to figure out who did it. Mm-hmm. And you end up looking really pensive. And yeah, cute. yeah. Just look like you're look like you're thinking about something or focusing on something. Try to do long division in your own damn head. And the thing about looking bored, that's just I I never smile because. It pushes, it pushes like your cheeks up, and that's not a good look for me. Okay. I don't look good when I smile. You can smile. Other people should smile. Some smiles are great. Yeah. I are just don't done? like to smile. I'm done. That was good advice. People yeah. People are gonna could take good selfies now. Mm-hmm. Find the light. Well, do you, do you use Facetune? Do you use filters? Um, I a little bit. I I will go into Facetune and I'll like cover blemishes. If it's like a temporary thing on my face, I will edit it out. You don't fundamentally change the structural integrity of your human frame. Not too much. Sometimes I'll like, sometimes I'll, if my hair looks weird, I'll like face tune it to be more round because I need to look more like my comic character than I do in real life. (laughs) In our cover photo, which you guys have seen at this point, our new cover art for season two of Better Friendship Through Podcasting. Adam judged my bun. Did I? Yeah, he added more. He made he made my bun, my hair bun, more vol- voluminous. Did I? Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Chris had asked me what I did, and I said I didn't do anything to you. <laughs> no editing necessary. <laughs> Just a real natural beauty. Yeah. Okay, ready for this next one? Mm-hmm. Oh, also, before we move on, um, I always use the Aiden filter on Instagram. Always it Aiden? Always, 
it always makes your face look creamy. Creamy. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the next question. So last year, my boyfriend cheated on me, and I gave him another chance. It's his first mistake. It took a few months to get back to normal, but I'd say things have been okay now. Thing is, he recently brought in the topic of wanting this to be an open relationship and has been kind of insistent. I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with that, but I'm scared that by saying no, it could possibly ruin what we've had for a year and a half. You have nothing. What should I do? You have nothing. You have nothing. You have nothing. This is not a relationship. You have nothing. You have nothing. Look, when people cheat, it's shitty. I think people, you can give people a second chance sometimes. It's not unheard of. It's not unheard of. Sometimes things, like, are better the second time around. Mm -hmm. This is not one of those situations. He does not want an open relationship. He wants to start dating again without breaking up with you, and that's called bridging. He's trying to bridge into a new relationship. He like he doesn't want to be single. He wants to he wants to be in a relationship, just not with you. Yeah, exactly. And as the victim of bridging in the past, no one should ever tolerate it. And yeah. the signs are are everywhere. The signs are everywhere. It can be hard to see the signs from inside the relationship, mm-hmm. but you need to. Wake up and smell what the rock is cooking, which, which is cod. we decided was cod in the last episode. But okay, I will say, or chicken salad, <laughs> or chicken salad. I will say, relationships are often like very misunderstood. You have like, like nobody knows what what's happening inside of a relationship is, is, except for the two people that are inside of that relationship. So often, like third party advice can feel a little like, like it should be taken with a grain of salt a lot of the time. I mean, it's obvious that we're not telling her what she wants to hear. Hold on. Just hold on. Third-party advice in with relationship issues should often be taken with a grain of salt because the brains that are involved in a relationship are unique brains and nobody else is has those brains. But this is not one of those situations. You need to move on. Yeah. Like, he he says he wants an open relationship. You're obviously not comfortable with that. He's not going to come around to your side. No. There's only two things that are going to happen. One, you're going to say, okay, he's going to start dating, and then in a couple months, he's going to break up with you. Yeah. Or two, you're going to say, I don't want that, and then he's going to break up with you. Yeah. Or three, you can break up with him now. You can be proactive about it. That is the best option. Because he's not going to drop this open relationship thing. No. It's only – you're going to say no, and then he's just going to start cheating on you again. Mm -hmm. So you need to break it off. And you need to film it. You need to send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you want us to break up with him for you, we'll do that. We will. If do you're that. in the if you're in the New York tri-state area, we will go to his house and we will do it for you. We'll cook him dinner. Cod. Cod specifically, unseasoned, no sodium, no mm-hmm. bloat. If you were fine with an open relationship, then that would be a different story. But you're not. This yeah. relationship is over. Sweaty. sweet eye dump him next question here we go recently i found myself to be in a bit of a pickle during eighth grade i decided i want i wanted to stop contacting two friends of mine who would constantly be mean to me and make my life toxic i stopped sitting with them at lunch and avoided as much interaction as i possibly could with these two unfortunately one of the friends didn't get the message and thinks that what i was doing was simply because of a phase or something and I'd get over myself eventually and start talking to her again. 
She ended up making her way back into my life at the end of the year, and now she thinks we're cool. All summer, I've been full of anxiety knowing that she's going to try and be friends with me once school starts again. I've already decided to quit volleyball, a sport that I love doing because I know she's going to be on the team next year and I don't want to give her an opportunity to talk to me. Ninth grade starts in August. <laughs> I love it. And I'm freaking out because the last thing I want is to remain friends with her. If you have any suggestions to help me get rid of her, that would mean the <laughs> world to me. Like, do you, do you want to remove her from your life or do you want to remove her earth. from this plane of existence <laughs> okay can we agree that this is clearly marie talking about <laughs> um god i hope so uh <laughs> she quit the volleyball team that's well so drastic. here's the thing she said she decided that she's not going to do volleyball it sounds like she still has time to do volleyball again it sounds like something that you sign up for when school starts well, if she's going into her freshman year, you you kind of have to get in or get out. Yeah. Look, if there's still time to get back into volleyball, get back into volleyball because you shouldn't – if it's something you love, she's, you should not – No, yeah. You should not quit doing something because no. you don't want this girl in your team. You should get – you should sign up for volleyball and you should squash this with this girl. <laughs> squash with this girl. Remove her from this Challenge her to a of game existence. of squash. You um, clearly love indoor ball sports. But listen, volleyball is a winter sport. You've got time. Um, yeah. Figure your shit out and pl- please play volleyball. But the question the question here is that this girl is not getting the picture that she doesn't want to be friends with her yeah. anymore. So what do you recommend that she does? Well, okay. Social dynamics at age 13 are admittedly very different from social dynamics at the age of 30, which is what I am. Do you think so? Uh, yeah, I, I think that they're they're not so drastically different, but maybe just the way that they manifest is different. Mm-hmm. I just I think but they're the same. There's I, no, just I, more yeah, emotions I, involved. Yeah, well, no, I think that there are. I, I think that as you get older, you get hopefully more rational in the way in in like the way that you deal with interpersonal relationships. When you're 13, it's just a ton of like feelings and hormones right at the surface. Mm-hmm. So it like just Everything feels like out the of end you. of the world. Yeah. So it's, it, it is it is different. But that said, at any age, you're entitled to choose the friends that you have. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're going into high school right now. That, I mean, middle school is a clusterfuck of a bunch of living hormones yeah. running around like a bunch of molecules in a Petri dish trying to find their space. So this like is, This is about to be the least of her worries. Exactly. Like th- this is you're going to you're going to go through so many weird developments, and I'm not even talking about your body. Okay, I'm talking about socially. So like people are going to settle into their friend groups. It's going to take a couple years. You're going to lose friends. You're going to make friends. It's all going to shake out. And I, like, don't be afraid of this girl. But at the same time, if you want some practical advice on how to get rid of her. You, you know, when all else fails, you can just lie. When she, <laughs> when she asks to hang out with you, you could just say that you have jury duty. Yeah, because a lot of as a thirteen year old have that. <laughs> um, you can save all your farts for when you guys are alone together. You'll just be known as like the girl who just yeah. That's how you want to start high school. No, when they're only when they're alone together. You don't then think that's gonna get out? Well, it's gonna get out. She's gonna be the fart girl. Fine, then start playing the clarinet. 
in band. No, I play the clarinet. It's the worst. Clarinet is pretty cool. All I'm saying, can I just get this out? Yeah. The clarinetists were an elite group of musicians at my high school. <laughs> they were elite. And the bass clarinetist, my good friend Katie, was the queen of them all. Okay. So join... It sounds okay, like you so, went to a weird school. All right, so maybe it's not clarinets for your fucking high school. Okay, figure out what the elite group of band members are. Maybe it's the saxophone, the alto sax. It was oboe. Oboe? Yeah, it's oboe. Oh, fuck you. You know how long oboe players can hold their breath? It's <laughs> is, insane. Is this, a, is this a setup to a joke? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she needs she needs to get back into volleyball and not worry so much about this girl. Uh, even if, like, being friends with somebody is very different than being on a team with them. Yeah, but sports, and did you play sports in high school? Um, of course. What? Soccer. Did you? Yeah, for ninth grade. Okay. I very quickly got out of it. Yeah. Sports in high school, they often become your social circle to a certain extent. It's because it's not, you know, you're a practice every day. You have team dinners. You have meets and games. Did you say team dinners or teen dinners? Team dinners with teens. It's the teen corner. Teen corner with Linda Ellerby. I'm just saying, I, I get her apprehension with being on a team with her because that's like you're forcing yourself into not only like a sports situation, but a social situation. I think this girl needs, she needs to sign up for volleyball and then but she needs to start uh, working to slowly scare this other girl off the team. Yeah. Like sending her bloody volleyballs in the mail. Bloody volleyballs. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. And it'll say, like, you're next. Oh, boy. And then she'll quit the team and you'll be fine. You see? Did we answer this girl's question? Yeah, I think so. I feel like we didn't. I, I did. If you have any suggestions to help me get rid of her, that would mean the world to me. <laughs> Real talk is that you can't get rid of her. She'll be around. You're gonna, you're gonna be going to school with her for the next four years. Yeah, that's why you have to take like drastic measures. <laughs> like you have to like, I don't know, um, like drive her, take her to Wendy's for lunch and leave her there. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Okay, this is our last question. This is actually our last question. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here's another pretty serious one. I'm bi with a really homophobic environment. My dad grew up in an Amish Mennonite family, and my mom just doesn't really get queer stuff. My sister doesn't really get it, but she's better, and my brother really doesn't get it. They all say pretty not okay things almost every time LGBT plus stuff is brought up, and so do their friends and respective partners, etc. Not to mention my school is hella conservative. <laughs> they're teens. And they're teens. Can and say hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Not to mention my school is hella conservative. I had to say it again. And the gay kid population is pretty small compared to the narrow-minded bigots that freely roam the halls. How do I survive when everyone around me constantly tells me being who I am is wrong? I can leave in a few years and go to college, but that's in a few years. I already get harassed and called slurs, and I'm worried when school starts again it'll escalate to a more physical level. How do I stay above the hatred and not drown in it? I mean... I want to... Can I just preface? Yeah. My only actual challenge growing up was that I was <laughs> I was 4'10 when mm -hmm. I was 16, and I didn't fit in any of the Delia's clothes. <laughs> so I'm going to defer to you on, on, a, on a lot of these, like, real-life application issues. 
Um, I, I can't speak from experience, but like I will. Do you want to? Do you want to say your thing? No, you can say whatever you want. Tricky. That's like a very difficult thing to deal with. But the people at school, they give you a hard time. They're just like, they're just like objectively incorrect. Like, like their take on homosexuality is is wrong. Like, so if someone is giving you a hard time about your sexual preference when they're yelling rude things at you, pretend that they're yelling at you that, like, the square of a hypotenuse isn't equal to the sums of the squares of the other two sides of the triangle. Or, like, you know, just yeah, pretend like that they're is, screaming, like, two plus two is definitely eight. Like This is a black and white issue, and they're just objectively Just, like, wrong. literally imagine that they're screaming <clears throat> at you that George Washington was not our first president. Because then it's just, like, they just sound like idiots. Mm-hmm. And that might be, like, a good coping mechanism. It's it's all very difficult. but Yeah, it's, like, it's it sounds like the next couple years are going to be tough, and there's not necessarily a way to make it not, not tough, yeah. and that sucks. But that is a good thing to keep in mind, to just, like, know that history will prove these people wrong, and there's better things in the future for you. And there's not good things in the future for these people unless they change their act. Mm-hmm. I There were a lot of shitty people in my high school. And, like, I've looked them up on Facebook and their lives suck. They're dead. Yeah. So, like, these people who are being shitty to you, there's not good things in store for them. Like, the universe is not going to favor them in the future. So if that's any consolation, try and remind yourself of that. Mm-hmm. Um in the meantime, like, it seems like your sister is... Probably is your best bet. Probably your best bet in your family. If she's somebody you can talk to, then I would recommend doing that. Also, if things are shitty at school, like, talk to a counselor, talk to a teacher. They might have some better advice for you. You should go to the counselor anyway. That's like free therapy. It they is. have They have degrees. That's This right. is the only time in your life where you are going to get free therapy. That's so true. Um... So go to the counselor if you need some help. They will absolutely have better advice for you than we will, who are two drunk idiots mm-hmm. in downtown Manhattan. Important to remember. Just remember that everybody around you that's telling you you're wrong is wrong, and that there are communities all over this earth that are ready to welcome you with Arms wide open. Oh, God. She doesn't understand that reference. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's true. Like, Welcome to things are going to get better. And it might, it might seem, it might seem like the rest of high school is going to last forever. But like, there, there, there are people, people waiting on the other side. So just hang on. I'll show you what's what is what's the other song? That's not even their best song. Of course, it's not. It's the relevant one to this. Conversation. No, they have two relevant songs to this conversation. Sure. What's their other song? Uh, Mike, is that what you're looking up right now? That's a good man. Is it my, sacri- what it, is my, it my sacrifice? No. Can you take me higher? Yeah, it's higher. Do you remember when Christian Rock was, like, the thing? It was in the zeitgeist. Creed, P.O.D. 
Yep. Youth of a Nation. Yep. So I think we've answered this girl's question. The last thing I'll say, um, when a, like people, people who are rude to you about that sort of thing and harass you, it can be helpful to keep in mind that like whatever they're saying to you has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. Mm-hmm. People who do that, they're dealing with something else that's none of your business. Mm-hmm. Whatever turmoil they're going through, it's coming out in really toxic ways. And just just try to remind yourself of that. Like they're going through shit and they're not dealing with it well. Yeah. And they're not they're not blameless. Like that that's no excuse. Oh no, absolutely. But it's good to uh to 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 recognize that. Cause you can always second guess yourself, which is why I want to emphasize so much to remember if they're saying mean things to you, just pretend that they're saying that like like just yelling incorrect math problems at you. Yeah. Cuz it Help. doesn't have cuz it can be when someone's yelling at you that your that your life the, the like the way that you live your life is wrong. It's easy to be like maybe the way that I live my life is wrong. Uh, if yeah, like that's these people are saying that to you. Like if they're saying that to you and if, if there's like more than one of them that are saying that to you, but I personally am, am very impressionable and I'm easily convinced that what I'm thinking or what I'm doing is is incorrect. In this case, it's just so important to remember that you're it's you're just not you're not wrong. You're right, they're wrong. Healthy, happy people don't bully others. Mm-hmm. The reason for that always it's because they're unhappy. It's because they hate themselves or they're dealing with something at home and this is how it's coming out. And sometimes other people will pile on and join the bullying. They think that it's gonna take the attention off of them. Like sometimes mm. victims of being bullied will see somebody else being bullied and they'll jump on that bandwagon because they think it'll take the focus off of them. Yeah, true. So try and keep that in mind. People who are assholes to you are just objectively unhappy garbage people. Yeah, and that's got nothing to do with you. Yeah. So that's all of our questions. I'm pretty drunk. I've never seen this before, that the jello has melted. Oh, it's, yeah, it's like... not not full yeah it's it's pretty much fully fully melted and it does not taste good no do you have any do you have any just general advice general advice yeah anything you want to recommend general things that i would recommend any hot tips um the new netflix series it's like called like little ballroom dancing or something baby ballroom baby ballroom Which is kind of misleading because those are not babies. They're not babies. A lot of them are like 15. (laughs) But I'm getting into that right now. And I'm not going to pretend like it's the best thing in the world. But it is, I want to say, the same woman that narrates. No, it can't be. I I, I don't know who narrates. (laughs) Just making up stuff. British Bake Off. It's the same production company at the very least. Like, it's the same kind of, like, music transitions. Isn't Great British Bake Off narrated by one of the... Yeah, and that's why I said I don't think I'm right about that. But it's the same format. Like, it's the it's the same, like, cadence of speech, the same British accent. Like, soft-spoken. Yeah. Like, of, almost ASMR. <laughs> yeah, like, really calm and, and like, relaxing. Mm-hmm. And they're just talking about... Is it a British show? Yeah, it's a British show. Oh, see, I... When I saw that on Netflix, the little, like, little advertiser, mm-hmm. it wasn't even the advert, it just saw, like, the thumbnail. Yeah. I just, I thought it was going to be, like, um. Dance Moms? Dance Moms, yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's not something I want. Yeah, well, it's not. 
She's in jail. Right? Abby? Isn't she in jail? I don't know. She, yeah, she she was found guilty of fraud or laundering. Oh, or boy. like withholding. It, it was a tax thing. There was like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars that she hadn't reported. Boring crimes. It's yeah. It's super boring. I feel like you shouldn't have to go to jail for not paying taxes. <laughs> um. You should just get no, fined. You don't, no, you should. Well, there should be a crazy fine. But it seems like a real antiquated, like, grandfathered-in policy of, like, if you don't support the American vision, yeah. then you're going to go to jail. So my advice is pay your taxes. Pay your taxes, mama. Seriously, though, like, pay your taxes. You get a – especially if you work for yourself. Yeah, like, Adam you get forgot to pay taxes on some income. Honey, and it was I blow. regularly forget to it pay taxes on stuff. It was a blow. There's a huge blow every time I do my taxes. <laughs> I because forgot to I forgot to pay taxes on both of my first both of my first two books because they don't withhold taxes on those paychecks so they were no. just coming in and yeah. you were like I'm rich as you hell. get in advance and they just like cut you an enormous check and you cash it and then you spend it <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to pay taxes a year later and they're like oh you got ton of money from this publisher yeah and you owe and like forty percent of yeah. it to the government yeah. Pay your taxes. That's enough. That's it. If you like this episode, uh, you can send us more questions. We'll get to them someday, maybe. Yeah, the advice episodes are always are always a little more, a little more spicy. A, a little, little more spicy. A little I, more serious. A little more spicy. I remembered the uh, the password to our email, obviously. <gasps> so feel oh, free right. to send us some emails. We'll read them now. I just... have I have that that uh I have my normal email open in a tab, and then. The podcast email open in a tab, so cool. I'm always ready. Great insight. I'm always ready to your workspace. How many tabs do you have open at always any given many. time? Lots of many, many, That's, many, many. I want a number. I would say that if I have eight, then I'm in a really good place. <laughs> like you, that's small for you. That's small for okay. me. I would say on average, I probably have like seventeen. It all has. To, it's like my workflow. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Eh, okay. Yeah. This is it. This is over. Okay. We're you done. don't want to hear any more about it. I want to hear about your tab structure, but it sounds like you're you're waffling a lot. Excuse me. Sounds like you're making excuses for your tabs. I'm not making any excuses for my tabs. I'll defend every last tab that I have open right now on my computer. There are quite a few, and I need them all. <laughs> need and them when all. Chrome crashes, I want to <laughs> kill myself. Oh my god! No, I just gone. bought my nephew the cutest pants i'm gonna show you when we get can we can we wrap this up yeah we're done goodbye this is done we've been off the air for hours okay it's gonna change i'll close my eyes begin to pray then tears of joy stream down my